Hi and welcome to Natural Life Flow, the podcast for self-care to uplift you to your best self, sponsored by Debbie Spink Holistic Therapies. My name's Debbie and today we have a very special guest, Cassandra Shuck, who is a mother, an entrepreneur and a whole lot more. And she's going to advise how to juggle all these roles and get through and succeed. So enjoy this episode. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. We have a very special guest, Cassandra Shuck. She is a wife, a mother, a founder, CEO, entrepreneurial guide and spiritual and religious sister who is constantly striving to balance all of these roles and not lose herself. She has a servant heart with her life's work to help other women and female entrepreneurs who have experienced trauma in the life and business to overcome and build the business and lives of their dreams. What is her secret? Teaching her client how to return to themselves and honour their self and soul's purpose. Hi Cassandra, welcome to the show. Hi Debbie, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. And I noticed on your website, your first statement is, it doesn't matter where you come from or who you are, we have all walked through our fair share of shit. And I just thought, how straightforward and say it how it is, this person is, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so I like to get that off, you know, off the chest as soon as you visit the website, just because I feel like we, especially as women, tend to downplay what we've overcome and what we've created out of that overcoming nature. Fabulous. And so maybe you could tell us a bit about um, maybe the shit that you've been through and uh, maybe some nice bits as well. And uh, what's really led to your journey up to this point? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in what I like to call a turbulent household. Um, It was a household that was really filled with a lot of instability, um, a lot of drug use, a lot of physical and mental abuse. Um, Most of my upbringing, uh, I remember my father really talking down to my mother and myself about how women should be seen and not heard, how they should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen how they have no you know, responsibility that they should have to take because they're not worthy or they're not able or they're not good enough. Um, so it was really kind of my whole upbringing was this degrading of women and that men were always far superior. Um, it shaped a lot of my childhood and it shaped a lot of the, the early work that I did in the fact that I was always trying to prove myself to someone or get some sort of love or some sort of affirmation from people that A, were not really able to give that, but then B, people who, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't really need their approval for anything anyway. Um, so that looked like, you know, me dropping out of high school at a super young age and testing into college to just get out of this house. It was me, you know, trying to put myself in, um, the correct job that like had the the success track record that people like to um, like to see on paper. It had me, you know, getting married at a super young age to a, a definitely very very unhealthy relationship, and 
and me just trying to climb this achievement system and trying to look again for that love and affirmation that I wasn't given as a child um, versus actually coming and looking at it for myself. Right, yeah. So it's it seems quite alien sort of that extreme women should be tied to the kitchen um and not strive to uh do anything with their lives but um does it seem that perhaps it's still an underlying current these days that people you come across do have situations that replicate this yeah i feel like right now we're seeing a major ascension of women and feminine energy in the world and I think a lot of our women are coming back to ourselves, finding our, our true power and our true calling and our true purpose and not downgrading by any stretch. If you if the true purpose of someone is, you know, to be in the home and to be a homemaker. Um, but I think we're seeing a lot of women really step into their power and be who they were meant to be. Yeah, it's uh, really good to see sort of the empowering movement where people, um, women get the choice of really what they want to do and try and find their life's purpose. Um, do you find that uh, women have common sort of struggles with what they want to do and connecting to, to themselves? Oh, absolutely. Um, I feel like we as women absorb a lot of people's energy from a, an identity stance. So a lot of the women that I work with, um, we have to figure out who they are again, because they were given these titles of, you know, mom, wife, you know, spouse, partner, sister, daughter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's just within the home confines that when we start introducing more of the business titles of, you know, business owner, entrepreneur, CEO, founder, whatever the case may be, um, there's some internal conflict and an internal struggle with well, how can I be both? How can I be both well? Um, and then we tend to, to lean into the side of perfection of having to do all of the things and really forget about ourselves. Yeah, so it seems like it, it can be such a juggling act with completely different roles. There's so many skills that you need as a wife or a, a mother that are totally different to like what you what you'd take to work as a colleague or a boss um and how how would you harmonize all these different elements in your life yeah so i feel like one of the pieces of the work that i do with my clients is figuring out their core values and their core importance and their mission so we as women tend to, you know, again, want to do all of the things perfect and all of the things super well and make sure all of the cups are filled um, at the, at the not balancing act of actually having us become last. So we'll fill, you know, the wife cup, the mama cup, the business owner cup, and they'll be like, oh, wait, what about me? What about this self-care? What about this, this soul and this body that I have? I've kind of neglected it. Um, so really what I, what I will do and what I've walked through myself is figuring out this balancing act, which of course it's, it's never truly balanced, but figuring out the balancing act for them as to what can I do to, to really leverage and to really lean into and to really express my story and my past and my passions 
and really come home to self. Right. So um, it's, I can see that some like trying to keep everything going, there's going to be some things that definitely get neglected and obviously self-care, looking after your own self is a big one. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe the spiritual and religious side and I know okay. that you're uh, that's something that you uh, really embrace um, how do people bring in that side of things um, into, into their life yeah so I think my work overlays with the spiritual and religious sides just from a sense of, of self-love self-power and grace and kind of in this space, especially in the more spiritual sides, um, we are self-sourced as human beings, I believe. That like, yes, I believe, you know, there is a, a God a, a, and, you know, fill in your happy word here, Buddha, Jesus, uh, you know, pick and, pick and choose your word. Um, but I feel, believe that we're self-sourced. And what that means is if we follow our intuition, if we lean into that little voice inside of our head and our consciousness and our subconsciousness, it gives us all of the answers and we don't need to go seeking for external solutions. The problem is that I see is we've been taught to doubt that. We've been taught to not listen to that. We've been taught to look for the next course, the next program, the next freebie, the next download, the next person, the next coach, the next leader, the next, again, pick your happy word. Um, but not actually taught to come back to self for, for the answers that we know we have inside. Yeah, that's a really good point because as you say, there's so many influences and on social media, we're just literally bombarded from mm -hmm. the moment we get up, um, the moment we have that phone or uh, that uh, tablet, whatever it is in our hand, there it is. It's all just waiting to draw us in. Um, how difficult is it to sift through that or um, even block it out and just really honing on, on your own self um, beliefs and what mm -hmm. you really want to focus on as, as a person in your own right? Yeah, so I think it's extremely difficult to sift it out because it's expected as us, uh, expected of us, so to speak, um, as you know, a friend now. Even in the social media sense, I've noticed a trend in the past couple of years. If you know, a friend posts something, and she's like, "You didn't like my post," I'm like, "I didn't see it." Um, but it's also expected of us as a business owner to you know be present, to share, and to document our lives. Um, and one of the things that I, I say commonly about my program, I'm like, it's the last coaching program you'll hopefully ever need because to teach someone to go inside and to sift through that and to feel what a yes feels like in the body and to feel what a no feels like in the body and actually trust it, um, is a big piece of, is a big piece of the work. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, just really having that intuition because, as we seem to be more and more alienated from like nature and alienated mm -hmm. from ourselves. Um, the well, experience that we walk through too, um, those are definitely ones that teach us to trust ourselves less. So be it the trauma that I describe as either, you know, the big T of, you know, physical, mental, sexual abuse, but the little T too of like, 
not being picked, not being liked, um, being made fun of, being called different. Like these are all both valid reasons why we learn to not trust ourselves and why we learn to not follow, you know, the beat of our own drum. Like case in point, I have a little three-year-old girl and if she wants to wear polka dots with stripes with plaid, she's going to wear polka dots with stripes with plaid and be excited about her outfit. But society and the people around us will mold us into what we should do. I'm using air quotes right now. Of course, you can't see on the podcast what we should be. Um, and that's really where we start losing that, that creativity, that spark, that innovation, and that trust in self. Yeah, that's so true. That's a, a really valid point that we get um, just molded and conformed. Um, are there sort of common blocks that people, um, your clients come across that show up for people again and again? Um, the identity is a big piece as to not knowing who they are, what they want to be or how to express that is a, a massive piece we work through. Um, another common block is actually more along the lines of safety. So it's not feeling that they can express themselves without, again, that fear of judgment or being made fun of or, you know, looking silly or whatever the case may be is another one we also see. Um, and then the, the one that I see quite often is um, women following the prescription of someone else and applying it to themselves and it not working. So that being, you know, well, I do my morning routine and I do my mantra and I do my meditation and I burn my sage and I have my oils and I do all the things that so-and-so said would work and I'm exhausted, tired, anxious, um, frustrated. Uh, you know, I see all of the, they see all of the emotions, but it's not working for them because they haven't tapped into what they need. They've tapped into someone else's prescription of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see that um, with people, and it's it's like they do things. So it's, that they it's so funny though, because so often you know we have these conversations as to you know I do all the things I I meditate for thirty minutes and I'm still not getting you know the divine downloads and I'm like awesome. I was like maybe not meditate. I'm like how about take a walk outside? Oh well, that's not meditation. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like exactly. they do it's like for me. Prescribe to <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say for me, mine is showering. Like, I mean, I get so many downloads and ideas and ideas for courses and ideas for messaging, etc. In the shower. So, what works for me, you know, that might not work for others, is taking a nice long, mm -hmm. hot or cold shower and having a notebook in there with me and jotting down yeah. all the ideas and downloads that come through. Fabulous. Um, so how, how do you get people through all these blocks? Is there a process that you need to take them through or is it quite tailored? Yeah. So most of what I do is very customized because I mean, if, and it's based off a methodology I created a few years back called the chakra method. And what that is, is it's a combination of, um, my business coaching, but also very heavily baked in, in, in Karuna Reiki. Um, and it's actually identifying the blocks in the body and the root causes in the body of where we're seeing blockages. So for instance, if someone's like, I just can't post on social media, I just can't talk about myself. 
I just can't, you know, introduce people into my program or my package or my new offering or my, my business. Um, there's a couple places that could be blocked. It could be the heart chakra and it could be a purpose issue and they could be not aligned with their purpose or they could be doing something that again is, is incongruent with how they feel and what they want to put out there. It could be a power issue that someone told them they weren't worthy to do their business on the side. It could be an intuition issue where they're not following what they should have put out there and again, put a very prescriptive, um, prescriptive uh, piece of content out there that someone else said would work. So I tap into the, the energies of Reiki and really see what the, the root cause is before most of the time my clients can even notice what the root cause is. Right, that's really interesting. It's um, it's great to get that sort of outside perception of what's going on because people, uh, do they get really embedded in certain behaviours, certain actions, even though they realise that maybe they're not working, they're not fulfilling? Is that the case? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people feel very much alone in, especially in the, the business side that I work in. Um, they don't feel like they can have those conversations or even have people in their lives to maybe call them out in a loving way or question what it is that they're doing. Um, so that's really one of my major roles and responsibilities is, are you doing this because you like it? Are you doing it because someone said you had to? With the, with, the ongoing pandemic and the economic uncertainty are people more and more deciding to go for it and chase their dreams or are they being a lot more conservative conservative oh that's such a great question i feel like it's um split down the middle right now with what we're going through i believe it to be a major ascension process and I believe it's fine. To, I use the like like a pitching like a pitchfork. I believe it's fine tuning everyone's paths. So I've seen in some place where people finally feel like it's time to actually show up and to do the work and to birth something into this world, even though on paper it looks a bit crazy, um, and it's going wildly successful for them. Other people have been trying to fit you know a, a round peg in a square hole for for quite a while now and this process that we're going through is really showing them that it's not the it's not the path for them it's maybe time to try something different and i've seen kind of two sides of that coin where people are leaning into that and really trusting that okay it is time to pivot it is even though it sounds crazy it is time to do the thing that i know i'm supposed to be doing um, and i've seen other ones with just a lot of resistance as to um, making all the excuses. It's not the right time. The money's uncertain. The economy is not there. Um, I, no one will buy my product if it's more than, you know, $97 or, you know, pick again, your happy number. I've seen a lot of that resistance flaring up for people as well. Right. And, um, do people really start to embrace the journey once they get on the right path um how quickly do people think does it click that it's like yeah i've been plugging away at this thing all this time but now i can tweak it or switch and they just blossom yeah so i would say um within the most of my clients within the first three sessions of us working together 
pieces of the puzzle start coming together really quickly. Um, almost automatically when working with a client of mine, I can kind of, again, fine tune and, and dissect the piece that isn't working. Um, from, an initial cons from an initial 15 minute phone call, I can kind of laser focus in on that. Um, it's so funny because I just was talking to a client um, this morning and she was saying, you know, that I don't even recognize myself in the past three months after working with you, like where I was to where I am now, it's, it's, it's like a whole different person. It's a whole different business. It's a whole different level of excitement. Um, so it does take a little bit of time. It takes a lot of the, the ugly work that we, we tend to shy away from as well. <laughs> the, the deeper, yeah. the deeper soul work. Um, and then I feel like once you hit your pace and once you hit your flow, things are rapid and then things just, things can evolve and unfold really quickly and really beautifully. Fantastic. Because say, it's quite often quite a personal journey. If you're a like solopreneur or an entrepreneur, you have this idea and you take it and test it out. Yeah. So I feel like from an entrepreneurial perspective, our businesses, whether we are a solopreneur or myself, I have you know, 30 plus employees with one of my business. Um, we tend to, our business reflects our personal development and our spirituality, I truly believe. So if we are struggling with our self-worth in the personal world, we're going to struggle with it in the entrepreneurial world. It's just going to be more pronounced. If we struggle with our identity in the personal world, we're going to struggle with it in the entrepreneurial world. Again, just more pronounced. If we struggle with our confidence or our self-power or our self-source or our passion or um, following our intuition or trusting or leaning in or expression or, again, any of the things that we can struggle with from a, a personal development standpoint, it will be a direct reflection in the entrepreneurial journey. Right. And um, so when we're trying to balance each element in our life, is there sort of any tips or advice you could give listeners to what's the best way to dedicate time to each of our roles? Yeah, absolutely. So um, on my website, I actually have a, a journaling prompt section and it's broken into seven sections that are built based upon the seven chakras. And that's one of the, the major pieces of work that we do. Um, just for sake of example, for the root chakra, it has a lot to do with safety and a lot to do with self-esteem and fears. For the, the sacral chakra, it has a lot to do with desires and emotions and passions. And just to, to scan up real quick from like the crown chakra, it has to do with the oneness, the bliss, the spirituality, beliefs and faith and awareness. And when we start doing those deeper layers of work and start trusting ourselves to you know, look at a, a prompt or look at something that says, you know, and, and feel called to, you know, writing or expressing or, or from a prompt. I feel like that is the, the easiest way is following that intuition and really starting to express outward. If, um, if somebody is maybe starting out in the market and they're feeling really unsure, but um, they really want to give it a go, what, what tip could you give them to really get them to put themselves really out there and take it on board? Absolutely. So I would actually say first things first is kind of do a, a little retreat with self. 
is what I like to call it. So that means, you know, shut off your social media for a couple of days and really tune in and start to listen. I feel like us as human beings tend to look again, a lot of external places for solutions and for answers versus if we, if we get quiet for a couple of days, um, a lot of these answers automatically arise. So I've had some clients in the past go, I really want to start a business. I just don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm meant to do. I don't know how to properly express myself. And what I've told them to do is time to take a date for yourself. So be it, you know, maybe a couple days in a cabin in the woods, maybe a couple days in a little cottage by the beach or by the water. Like you, you'll have a, a soul calling of where you're supposed to go and then to just listen. So to listen for the things that are coming up for, and to list, start listing things that you're passionate about. So who do you like helping? How do you like expressing yourself? Um, what it is that you like creating? Are you more of a writer? Are you more of a speaker? And start to kind of identify some of your desires and who you are as a person and then start to create the business idea around that. Because so often we want the business idea and then we'll create again, all of the things that people tell us to do, be it, I have to do an email funnel and I have to do a landing page and I should do a podcast and I should, you know, turn that podcast into a YouTube series and, you know, insert business spiral here. But when we really listen, we know exactly what we're supposed to do. Right. So it, it can also all sort of seems to stem from within and we just need to be able to reconnect to our own selves. Um, does any of this sort of stem back from childhood? Um, I know some people say like, what were your passions? What did you enjoy kind of Absolutely. from your childhood? Absolutely. So um, it's so funny. Most of my business was were actually started out of my childhood trauma or just trauma that I've walked through in my life and, and just for sake of example, the marketing agency is fully women owned, fully women operated and fully women serving. And that really came from my past of um, listening to the narrative that women should be seen and not heard, should not own businesses, should not be successful and be able to stand up on their own. And that was really my, my way of leaning into and leveraging that story. Um, I own a multinational lactation cookie company as well. And that helps women breastfeed their babies with the higher quantity and quality of breast milk. And that came from someone saying, actually five people saying, you're not able to breastfeed your baby. You'll never have that connection. It's never going to work. And a lot of women hearing that narrative. Um, so for me, it's been out of those struggles and out of those issues and out of that that time where I felt in my body something was not right, that's where I've been able to kind of lean in and birth the majority of my businesses. That's amazing. And it, it just seems the theme of like, you've got these struggles you've been through and then you just um, turn it around into something positive and um, in effect conquer that. and. Uh, grow positive things from that so that's that's amazing to see absolutely and that's what I see so often in my clients as well even you know my photographers have built their businesses out of the fact that they didn't have those uh, didn't have experiences and connections with their family as a child 
Right, oh, fabulous. Um, what's Is that the most rewarding thing about your job, um, to sort of see how people grow and develop? Yeah, I think the most rewarding thing is really seeing that that nature of then being self-source. Um, so I had this conversation earlier last week where my client goes, who I've been working with for, mind you, about six months. She goes, normally I would reach out to you if something happened and say, what would you do in this case and scenario? She goes, but now I actually really slow down, stop and ask, what would I do? And she goes, the answer is always correct. So just seeing that transition from, you know, us starting to work together six months ago and her asking about everything, be it, you know, I got an email from a client or this client said that, or what should I do? How should I price to now being like, I know what to do. And just having this, this rock solid, unshakable confidence is just really beautiful, beautiful to see because they can carry that on without working with me for, for years to come. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's that's definitely what it is about empowering people to be able to have that confidence and take it away themselves. Exactly. Um, and then that always does translate, in my opinion, back to business profits. So for instance, that client that had said that, that's been working with me for that six months, was making $60,000 a year and she just pulled in a $60,000 month, um, which is right. life-changing. Mm, fantastic so um a question that i ask to wrap up um with people is if you had one hour of self-care for yourself what would you choose to do yeah so i would pick um i live in yeah so i live in bar harbor in acadia in, in maine and it's a beautiful very old foresty mountain. So my hour of self-care would be taking a hike, um, honestly, and just really soaking in the nature and the sun and the air and the, all the elements around me. Um, that would be, that's my ideal self-care that I, oh. I get to do a few times a week. <laughs> oh, that sounds bliss. Absolutely gorgeous. Wonderful. So um, where can we find out more about you, Cassandra? Absolutely. So my website is my all things internet home. It's CassandraShuck.com. And I'm sure Debbie will link to it in the show notes. Um, it has links to my Instagram and to my Facebook, um, kind of my two online hubs, has links to my podcast stacked against and all of my programs and ways that I support. Fabulous. Well, it's been absolutely wonderful to speak to you, Cassandra, and uh, lots of great tips for listeners. So, uh, brilliant to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Natural Life Flow. I appreciate you taking the time out. If you like this episode, please comment, like, and share. Tag your friends, and let's grow the natural community. I'll speak to you on the very next episode. Mm -hmm.